0: Men's Alliance is a growing movement of tribes meeting weekly for a rugged outdoor workout and a real world devotion around a fire. We're flipping tires, swinging sledgehammers, talking about real struggles and getting pushed physically and spiritually to become the husbands, fathers and leaders God designed us to be. We'll get you out of isolation, out of your comfort zone and into something tribal, rugged and real. welcome to the men's alliance podcast i'm dave mills goose i'm dusty parker call sign shadow
1: and i'm ray wagman call sign thor
0: all right so a couple uh days ago i had the opportunity at a different uh church men's group to hear thor here share his his story his testimony and it, it was it was awesome it was really great and I just think that more people need to hear your story. So invite them on the podcast. So Thor, I'm, I'm just going to punt, punt <laughs> this over to you, man. And, uh, just love for you to just share your, share your story with us about, uh, you know, where you're from and especially about, um, how you came to become a Christian.
1: Sounds good. Well, preparing for that message last week or the week before, uh, I had, wanted to share about being the best version of you. And the reason I wanted to do that, we've, my wife and I, Becky, have, have been in Virginia and our, and our daughter, Natalie, we have five kids, one with us yet, um, have been in Virginia for about um, three and a half years or so. And it has just been, it's been really good. Okay. So we're, we're at a, at a very good place, you know, and, I know for so many, so many men, so many families, there's different seasons of life and some are, some are harder um, and some are better and we've just found ourselves in a really good place. And so I started to to think about some of the things that have happened, some of the things that, that we've done to help, to help get us in this, in this good place. And first, I just want to give all the glory to God uh oh. because uh it is it's absolutely clear that this is where he wanted us to be at this at this um at this point in our lives. So and as I was preparing for this actually the night before uh Sages podcast yeah. came out and overcoming was, average. Yeah. And yeah. he was and he was sharing um so much of his story and so much of it related to the message that that I wanted to share. And there was one quote that you had made in that podcast. And by the way, if you haven't listened to Sage's podcast, pause right now and go back and yep. listen to that. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal podcast. But you had made this quote, don't be afraid of being a version of yourself that's better than anything you ever imagined. And I just thought that was, that was so spot on and, and really, really powerful.
0: I didn't know I said anything that great. I'm so glad.
2: that. Yeah, <laughs> Man, I'm like, who said that? I couldn't, good. I couldn't find it. I looked back and <laughs> tried to, it's like, <laughs> how much did you pay? him?
1: Well, I rewinded a couple of times <laughs> just to make sure I quoted you. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Correctly. So, so with that, yeah, I wanted to take some time and, and start with just sharing my, my faith story. I grew up in uh, a Catholic home. So I would, I would say it was a religious, a religious house. So we went to church, uh, every, every Sunday, every Saturday, Saturday night or or Sunday morning. And there was, uh, there was talk of God in the house. Um, we always prayed before a meal. But at least for me, there was, there was nothing nothing personal, like no personal decision. And again, growing up in the Catholic church, we had, you know, uh, first communion, we had confession, like all of the, um, all of the sacraments that you, you go through during that, um, you know, while you're, while you're growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was, there was nothing more than that uh, for me.
0: I don't know. We've got a lot of guys, in Men's Alliance, who grew up Catholic, mm. you know. As you shared your story, I was reaching out to some other guys, and I was like, "Didn't you grow up Catholic?" Yep, yep. You know, so I think that this is such a a common theme from people that grew up. Now, from what I've heard from a lot of people, though, you went a lot more often than most that I talked to. Like, <laughs> usually when I talk to a guy who says he grew up in a Catholic church, he says. We went on Christmas Christmas and and Easter, C and E, C and E Catholics, right? Yeah. Yeah. but you guys were pretty, um, yeah, very devout. Yep. You guys were
1: every Sunday mass. Yep. Yeah. So very, very regular. And I, you know, I, I look back at it now and there was definitely a period of time when, when I struggled with, um, the Catholic church and, and how I was raised. I, I will say today, like, I'm thankful that I, I grew up in that situation and had that, had that firm, firm foundation. Although, um, I didn't come to, come to faith or what I would say, become a Christian, um, put my trust in Jesus while I was growing up it, it did give me a good, uh, a good foundation. And, you know, part of, uh, being part of a tribe and hearing others, men's story, I think that's a piece of why I'm, I'm thankful because I've heard, heard stories from men that just break my heart as, as they were yep. growing up, abusive families, nobody cared. You know, I had, I had a mother and father that that cared for me deeply and care for me deeply today. So I'm, That's I'm great. I'm thankful for that.
2: My wife's family are all Catholic. They're all in New York. They like are devote Catholics. My dad my father in law, he's the only one out of uh, I think five siblings of his whole family who left the Catholic mm. religion. He's like shunned for it basically you know yeah but uh yeah my wife's grandma she is carries the rosaries everywhere Mm -hmm. is always given all every dime she has to the church it seems so Mm -hmm. she's another one of those that whole you know it's it's just interesting how it's 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 a huge religion
0: yeah it's very cultural too yeah right you know it'll it'll uh permeate everything Yep.
1: Right. So after, after we got married, uh, we moved out to Oregon. So we had, we were living in Northern Iowa. Um, and, and we'd moved out, moved out to Oregon. And I, I laugh now, but I always say we moved out to Oregon just so I could get saved. Nice. We were, we were only there for about, uh, about 10 months. And so, oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, um,
0: how old were you when you moved out there?
1: Uh, I was twenty-two. Okay, yeah. So not that long ago. Not that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> um. So there was a uh, a training class for work that that um, myself and another coworker went to, and it was. If you've ever been um, in that part of the country in the Pacific Northwest, if you're going somewhere, it's probably a pretty long drive. So, okay. so we had, uh, we had about five hours, uh, each way to this, uh, to this training class and this coworker was the son of a Baptist preacher. And so, you know what I heard for, <laughs> for five hours each, each way. And he had, he had asked me some, some really great questions that made me think about my faith and we had great great conversations. He was, you know, th- thinking about it now, he was prepared for that conversation, right?
0: Yeah. I was going to say you met a you met a rare one. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> a lot of sons of Baptist <laughs> preachers.
2: Ta-da. Push. <laughs>
0: you know. Me. <laughs> this guy this guy sounds like seriously, That's, yeah. Seriously prepared. Just the fact that you said he asked a lot of questions, mm-hmm. like he wasn't just telling you things. Yeah. You know, well, he was I, engaging you and asking finding out where you were at. Yeah.
1: And and that's exactly the way um the way our conversation shout out works. to
0: this guy so, wherever he is right yeah, now. Where Tommy yeah. is his name. Um <laughs> uh,
1: we have we have lost contact. But um by the time we we got back home, uh again, almost 10 hours in the car. Uh, we pulled over on the side of the road and I prayed to accept Jesus into my life. That, Holy
0: that, that cow. On the, the on the side of the road
1: side of the road. Yeah. I 94, I think it was mile marker 31. Oh so, man. Wow.
2: That's awesome. <laughs> you, um, you didn't have to be in a church or
0: <laughs> with a pastor or anything like that. You can just yeah.
2: ask God to save you on anywhere. The
0: side of the road. You know. It's crazy. Yeah. In in a jail. Yeah. Hanging on a cross.
1: Sitting around a fire. Around
0: yeah. a fire. Yeah. Doesn't matter where you are. Man, yeah. I love this story.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, one of the, one of the things that uh, I look back at that point in time, and there were, there were things in my life that changed dramatically, like that moment. Hmm. Um, for example, the way I talk. So i used to swear like a drunken sailor so sorry for all the navy guys out there <laughs> and um like i didn't even i didn't even think about or try to stop that behavior hmm. it just happened like it wow it just completely stopped that moment
0: shadow is still waiting for that to happen right yeah <laughs> Yeah.
1: I,
2: th- I think I need to find my marker uh, 14
1: or whatever you say.
2: You know, and it's it's interesting how
1: how God will use those moments because I, you know, I obviously have plenty of vices that I'm still that I'm still working on and still struggle struggling with. Um, but being able to look back and see a moment in time that something happened that was so completely out of my control and no other explanation except for god helped me in my faith especially in those early years where you know you you struggle with like it was like did i did i do it right like am i am i really um do i really believe this like is there something there and yeah. like that that thing and it you know I, I would say that's a small thing but it was so concrete mm-hmm. i was always able to come back to that and say that was a moment in time
0: now you you were married at this time right yes okay so how long how
1: long had you been married yeah not not long like <laughs> months okay months yeah and so that's i mean that's a whole story too because becky was like yeah i want to hear what, what, what? i want to hear what happened when you got home <laughs> tell us about that like she the was heck? she
2: was catholic too correct she uh,
1: had the whole yep. catholic wedding and yeah ex- exactly so I'd, I'd say that both of our families were um for the most part catholic as far back as you can see mm, yeah so um you know i when i when i when i think about it um there if if there wasn't change in in me like really heart change mm-hmm. i think she would have seen through it right she would have said like this isn't authentic this oh isn't, for sure this isn't, this isn't real but, yeah but she noticed the change and and we've talked about it um that's a big statement right there you know she noticed the change um it's it's also interesting that when we when we moved shortly thereafter we moved back to the midwest and i um i was around people that i had been around before um before i got saved yep and i got that same sort of who are you? Like there's something's different. Something's, something's different. So, wow. Um, and, and so, you know, back to, uh, Becky and, and, and that relationship, it was, you know, it, it, it took a long time. And again, it took, it took her continuing to see, uh, changes in, in my life that, brought her to a place where she would even consider something outside of, outside of the Catholic church. And, Mm -hmm. and, and even in those first, um, several months and, and few years after I got saved, I continued to go back to the Catholic church Mm -hmm. and, you know, listening in a very different way to, to what was being said. And so after, after a while, Uh, I, I knew that I, I wanted something different. I I needed to be somewhere else besides, uh, in, in the Catholic church. So, so we started looking at, at different churches and, and man, when, (laughs) when your whole, when your whole world, um, is, is that, is that church. And, and I grew up, uh, in a small, small town in Northern Iowa Um, we had one church, Catholic church. And, and I still, to this day, remember it was, I was in middle school before I realized there were, there were people who weren't Catholic. Mm. (laughs) I I I recall sitting on uh, a, sitting on a bus. I think we were coming back from like football practice or something like that. And, and talking with a friend and he said something about, yeah, you, you know, Going to a Lutheran church or something like that. And I kind of looked at him, like, you mean you're not Catholic? Like, <laughs> like
0: yeah. what the heck is that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so that was that was our whole world. And so um exploring churches mm-hmm. uh without any real background was was very interesting. And, yeah, it's and, like some culture shock. Yeah, it's like visiting foreign <laughs> countries, right? Exactly. So this uh this feels like a cult. Like, yeah. this feels weird. Um,
2: well, you said you started, he- when you were going to the Catholic Church, you started hearing things differently. Like, what exactly
0: yes. did start?
2: Like, so, what were you hearing that were like, that doesn't really yes. match up or doesn't sound right?
1: Yeah, so a, a few things. So so first, I would say um, most of it mm-hmm. did line up with my new faith. Most yeah. of it did. Most of what was 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 being said that, there is a God and he loves us. Uh, and his son died on the cross for, for our sins. Um, but the piece that was missing was that next step. Yeah. So the fact that, that Christ came, the fact that his shed blood, um, saves us from our sins and is the way to a relationship with the father yeah was was being preached like that's that's the message that that I heard but th- what I wasn't hearing was you have to do something with that right it's one thing that Christ came and Christ died was buried and rose again but that's a call to action. Now, right now, that's um, now there's something that w- that we have to do with that message to receive it.
2: Was it a new concept for you that you could, or did you know it already that you could speak to God directly instead of having to, you know, go to confession or go through a priest?
1: You know, that's yeah. That the whole confession thing is 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 interesting. I it wasn't a new concept. I I definitely felt like I could talk directly okay. with. Uh, with, with God, it it is interesting when you talk about confession because confession is good, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Confession is, is really good. Again, yeah. thinking about like the Catholic church, like going to a priest and doing it a very specific way, mm-hmm. um, is, is not necessary, right? right? Like you should be confessing your sins to one another, right? right? Yeah. to other, to other uh, brothers. So,
2: and you don't have to say 10 Hail Marys or whatever to, you know, get forgiveness, you know? Right, right. But that's one thing about the Catholic Church that, and about anything. Any good lie has a lot of truth with just a little bit of misinformation, you know? Yeah. Just a little bit of of something wrong in it. Every and good th- lie is like that. I
0: think our <laughs> listeners, you know, there's so many similarities, right? Like you were just saying, Thor, right? So... I think it might've even struck some people listening as strange to hear you talk about like converting from Catholicism to Christianity. Cause some people are like, I thought Catholicism is Christianity. Right. And so like I've had buddies that I've flown with in the air force and comes up and you're like, Hey man, are you, are you like a a Christian? What do you go to church? And you're like, Oh yeah, yeah, totally, man. We, uh, we go to, you know, mass every Sunday. Right. And so this is worth kind of like sparsing out. So they do believe in God, obviously, mm-hmm. creator of the universe. They believe that uh, Jesus was God incarnate in in human form, virgin born, right? Lived a perfect life, died right. on the cross, rose again, the resurrection, mm-hmm. right? And then... So you were just saying like all those things are there.
1: Yeah. And I, and I do like, there's, there's like no doubt in my mind that there are plenty of Catholics that have made that, made that decision. Absolutely. What, you know, what, what I see. And again, you know, part of this is just like my, my perspective. I think the Catholic church makes it a lot harder than it needs to be. (laughs) Yes. Right. And so, so to, you know, break down barriers that don't need to be there and have that, that direct connection with Christ, um, was, was a big piece. And I think about like the, the moment that, that at least in, in my heart, I knew that it was the right decision to leave the church was while we were having one of our, one of our kids, um, baptized. And I was reading through like the writ of baptism. And it, and it's it's almost crazy to say, I was there in that moment, mm-hmm. and I was just reading some things on actually what I was doing yeah. from a faith perspective, uh, for my child, and part of the part of the literature talked about baptism being the way of salvation. Mm-hmm. That that is how a child gains their salvation. Mm-hmm. and i just don't believe that to be true and so right. in in that moment um i know i i made a decision that i was i was not going to go back to the catholic church that was a
0: light bulb moment right there
1: absolutely
0: you know i think i would explain it to listeners like this as well um like they've got all those ingredients there all the same mm-hmm. uh core doctrines and then then they put a lot of works right on a, on you in order to receive that yeah. salvation yeah. there's a lot of stuff that the catholic church says you have to do mm-hmm. you know this is why like on on battlefields and hospitals when somebody's dying like the catholic priest is rushing over there with some water yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they got to get over there and baptize this guy real quick so he goes mm-hmm. oh. whereas you know that's not found anywhere in scripture you know there's no baptizing the criminal on the cross or and, and Paul specifically says in his writings, I came to preach the gospel so that people could be saved, not to baptize people. Mm-hmm. So right there you see like the delineation, yeah. the two are not combined. So I think for listeners, one of the simplest ways I would explain it that makes sense to me is the Catholic church is saying, do this, do this, do this. You have to go to mass. You have to go to confession. You have to be baptized. You have to say these prayers. And I'm sure there's some other sacraments you have mm-hmm. to do. And then the Christian faith says there's absolutely nothing you can do. Right, right. There, there's nothing for you to do. Yeah. It's all been done by Christ. Your job is to simply put your trust in Jesus and accept that payment on your behalf.
1: And I think where the, the confusion often lies and is that we were made to do good work. Right. So Ephesians two ten like we, we should want to do that. That's not part of our, that's not part of our salvation. Yeah. That's the outcome that's, yeah. of having Christ in our life. Boom. Right.
2: Yeah. That's Pub- the fruit publicly, that comes after yeah, publicly sharing your faith. Have you ever been to a Catholic funeral? Yeah. Yeah. As I, uh, a family member, when my wife's cousin died, uh, suddenly a couple of years ago and uh on her dad's side so we went to new york and everything and it was just so empty you know there was no comfort there because everybody was just the whole theme was like pray for his salvation you know like handing out these prayer cards with his face on it and um just you know the priest telling you know just still like an air his. of uncertainty. Yeah, no, yeah. it was like no there certainty. was no, no certainty, no certainty. like hopefully he went to heaven. We need, really need to pray for his salvation. It's like yeah. we're all just sitting there, like it's too late, you know. But we can't, don't want to say that, you know. <laughs> probably right not then, the right, not the right place. But that's just how it felt, you know. Yeah. It's like it's too late, like, and uh you know, her dad, he got up and you know preached, presented the gospel to everybody um that's great right there during the wake and so he's you know he's always been like the, he just doesn't care you know he's like this is the truth you know he always was trying to share the truth to his family
0: man but, this uh, is this but, is a great conversation yeah. i think this is so important i'm glad we're we're tackling this topic this yeah. is a yeah this is a big one um, we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll come back with more of uh, thor's story
2: Hey, this is Dusty Shadow Parker. I just wanted to take a break here and tell y'all, help us reach more men. We cannot sharpen men into the husbands, fathers, and leaders that God designed us to be without your financial support. Your donations enable us to launch and sustain tribes at more churches and reach more men with the gospel of Christ. Men's Alliance is a 501c3 nonprofit so your financial support is tax deductible. Go to men'salliancetribe.com/support to join our team. Now go refill up your coffee and enjoy the rest of this podcast.
0: All right, we're back with Thor and uh, gonna hear some more of his story.
1: Sounds good. So um, you know, after after making that decision to. You know, to uh, to look for a different church, um, it was it was it was difficult, and it was actually part of part of the the process. Like I couldn't I couldn't imagine not being a part of the Catholic Church because of my family, because of my extended family, and they were all they were all all part of it, okay. and um. Like, I, in fact, I don't, I I don't know that at the time that I knew any relatives that had left the Catholic church. So it was, it was a very, very difficult decision and felt a lot like, um, you know, I'm, I'm going out on my own.
0: That's a, that's huge, man. You didn't know yeah. any relatives that left the Catholic church, a big statement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So
1: you know, it's, it's, uh, we, we grew up in an area that were, there were Amish. Yeah. And, um, so I understand shunning and I wasn't, (laughs) I wasn't afraid of being shunned or anything like that, but I, but I definitely knew that it was, it was going to be different, Mm -hmm. right? Life was going to be different if that, that piece of our faith didn't line up with, what the rest of the family was doing, right?
0: Yeah, and you know, people people mistakenly think sometimes that that people choose Christianity because it's easy and it works mm-hmm. for them and it makes life makes life better. Now it makes things harder. <laughs> in In a lot of ways, yeah. Um, you didn't choose it because you thought, oh, this will be a fun, yeah. easy yeah. path that'll make life better for me. Right now, this was a major, you know step out from everything mm-hmm. for you you didn't pursue it because it was easy. easier You pursued it because catholic or whatever. it was true no.
1: yeah um and honestly i just i i felt the conviction and i i've i really felt like i had no choice yeah. because um this is this is what i signed up for having having christ in my life um i just i had to do what I felt like I was being called to do. And, and that was like step, step one. So we had, we'd moved around a little bit, uh, again for work and found herself in Omaha, Nebraska. And this was, this was another, another time in our life that like things were good. Like we were, we were right where we needed to be. Um, from God's perspective. Actually, I kind of laugh. Like, we're always right where we're yeah, supposed yeah. to be from
2: from but you just felt from, it from, at yeah, that time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Ab, ab, absolutely. So um we got we got plugged into a a church that was literally right down the street from from where our um our townhouse was, and that that church provided a a great family for Mm -hmm. us again we had we had never never thought about uh our church as our church family until that that point in time in in our life and and because we had no family around us physically because we were hundreds of miles from where Mm -hmm. probably closest relative was and and so they became our family and we we grew very close to um a number of families in that in that church uh but i have to tell you about how how becky kind of came to faith through this because she had she had seen the difference she had heard some of the things that i that i was saying um we were married so she was she was in it yeah so she she was home alone i was at work and uh this was i think one of our first weeks in in omaha and the doorbell rang and she 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 doesn't know anybody in omaha yeah and so she goes to the door opens the door and there's there's a man standing there and she tells the story now her first thought was like oh my gosh what is this a vacuum cleaner (laughs) (laughs) or or something (laughs) Uh, but it was the pastor of the church. I had come down for work like the week or the weekend before and uh and and met the pastor and kind of talked talked to him. So he came and visited her um uh on that on that day. And so we actually became very close friends with them. She became very close friends with his wife, um, and uh in that that was kind of the first step in, in drawing her into, into the church that we ended up, ended up going to. Cool.
2: Wow. Is your family still all Catholic? Um, so like your extended family?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, I think when I think about my, my brothers and sisters, like some are, some are not okay. some, some have a faith story. Some, some do not. So, uh, you know definitely a, a different place yeah um from our our extended family tree than yeah. than where we were 30 years ago
2: okay like how many brothers and sisters did you have or do you have growing up and all that
1: yeah so fi- uh there's five on on my side so i have four bro- uh, four brothers and sisters. Uh, Becky also came from a family of five. Oh, wow. So we have five kids. Yeah, have five. It just seemed, seemed, like five. A, oh, wow. seemed like the right thing to do. Yeah, that's a huge family. <laughs> yeah. And you uh, were saying
2: her whole family was Catholic, yeah. too?
1: Well, it's funny that you say that's a huge family. Uh, well, it's, it's a all huge relative. family. I mean, it's a huge it's, family. Exactly. You
2: know, you're, you're a fi- that's a big family reunion, if, yeah. you know, if y'all got together. Uh, to yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, to you. Well, I mean, <laughs> so, I have I have six brothers and sisters, so my my... My mom's sister, she has seven kids, too. So, I mean, yeah, I come from huge families. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Again, growing up in a, you know, rural Iowa agriculture, uh, Catholic church, mm-hmm. there's some big families out there. Five was just barely carrying your weight. No, right? no TVs in the
2: bedrooms yeah. out there. It's not,
1: uh, <laughs> it's not big until it's double digits. So. Yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> you know, so from... From there, uh, where I would say, like Becky and myself, like our our faith was on the same page for uh, for the first time in in quite a while, and you know, and there wasn't any any real conflict there. It was just she was at a different different spot um she tends to move a little slower and process things differently and that's that's all that's all great and um so we were finally on the same page and then from there we just you know we started life you know and and um started raising our kids and there was work and and busyness and and uh, we had a couple of moves again for work and
0: so you talked about the first church you were going to in omaha yeah and then you switched churches right
1: yeah so that was um uh, a few years in again it was it was a small small church and you know back to um god providing exactly what we needed at the exact time Mm -hmm. that is that is very very much what we needed yeah um it was it was small enough where we could get connected and feel comfortable in in those surroundings and and get fed and have have really really good really good connections so was was it a
2: big deal to you to find like a baptist church because that's who presented the gospel to you or was it were you just looking? Were you not necessarily looking for a specific denomination? Yeah,
1: I didn't. You know, didn't know anything about anything. Yeah, about what a different denomination was at, right. at at that time. So I I knew that I wanted a church where, um, I really felt God's presence. I wanted a church that you could you could um. You know, feel the Spirit. Yeah, and and that's, that's what we found at the, at that time. So, yeah. Um, I mean, moving to a different church, uh, I think is, is probably a whole, a whole nother story. Yeah. Um, but it, but it does maybe illustrate the fact that there is no perfect church out there because there, you know, we had a change in pastors, uh, this, friend of ours, um, actually went to Brazil to be a missionary. And so when they left the church, there was, there was changes and, um, it was, it was interesting. Just the, the, the more, um, I got involved in that church, uh, actually ended up being on the board, which looking, looking back, I was a, I was a very new believer mm-hmm. and I had absolutely no business, uh, being in that in that position at mm-hmm. that at that time, so there there were things that, um, like I you know I, I now knew that were going on in the church that that seemed un, unhealthy and not not good, and um, and so that that led us to a point where we left that church and went to a. A very like the total opposite. A very very large. It was the same denomination, funny enough, but it was it was very large. And there was there was probably I don't know nine months to a year where we just hid in the church. We yeah. would, we would go in. We would listen to the message. We would sit in the back back row. Yeah. <laughs> and like again, it was it was large enough where nobody knew if we we came or we didn't
0: come. And the funny thing about your story is that church you that you're talking about, I mean, we're saying the name of it, right? Yeah. Christ community. Yeah. Christ community church in Omaha. When you told me this part of your story, I was like, I used to go to that church.
1: Yeah. When,
0: when when Carrie and I lived in Omaha, we also went to Christ community church. So we were there in the same seats just a few years after. you. Yeah. But, one of, I, I I like, no, <laughs> One of the things I like I went to that church. No, I didn't. One of the things I like visited. about <laughs> I like about this story is it it highlights something that I think everybody goes through uh, that god puts you in certain places for a season. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And there's always a reason, right? So like that first church, you know, that was where you said that's where you first felt like a family, like a church family. Yeah you know, and then this pastor played a significant role in, uh, the spiritual journey of Becky. And then you guys are still friends to this day, but then like that season came to an end mm-hmm. and then you guys moved on and he went somewhere else. So I think, uh, that's a theme, you know, that I'm hearing in your, in your life story is yeah. like, God took you to Oregon for 10 months and then God put you in this church. Maybe that was just for experiencing family yeah. and, and helping Becky and, you know like maybe i think there's times i've experienced this with our kids we've gone through seasons where we needed a very small church mm-hmm. you know for for a particular situation we're going through with kids or something or sometimes we're like like you were just saying you just kind of like set on the back row and you're just kind of lost in it just absorb it just mm-hmm. sometimes you want to just go sit yeah and not have people come up to you and ask you questions Yeah, yeah.
1: absolutely i think you you need that you need that from time to time. Yeah. So, so, um, after, after we left Omaha again for, for work, we ended up in, in Minnesota and, um, we, we ended up finding a, a church there that we were, that's probably 12, 13 years we spent at that church. Wow. And it's, uh, it's where we, raised our family Mm -hmm. it's where we did life together with so many so many other people and it was um i mean i i couldn't i really couldn't imagine where we would be today if we didn't have like that um uh that security or like that uh that strong of a connection with with so many, with so many people and such a, and such a good church. So, awesome. so that was, that was, like I said, about, um, about 12, 13 years or so. And, um, seeing our, our children get involved in the church, be involved. Uh, it was, it was, it was so good and, and such a positive, um, Positive influence on on our our family. I couldn't couldn't imagine um, where we'd be with without it. We we were absolutely that family that was always there. Yeah. Like if the church if the church doors were open, yep. like there was a wagman like yep. at uh, at <laughs> uh, at that church. He used to say if the janitor
2: was yeah. washing the windows, we were in our pew watching him do it. <laughs> uh, so, um. And, and Every, everybody has their pew. If you're in that involved in the church, you know, <laughs> you, you know, you have your pew your row or your row. Yeah. Pews are, I guess people don't know it, probably don't even know what pews are. Pew, pew.
1: Um, so, you know, and again, just, just thinking about how good that was, uh, it, it almost pains me to bring us to the next season. Yeah. So uh, again, for a work move, We ended up in, in Michigan and that was, that was, it was such a hard, (laughs) it was such a hard decision because, because of the, because of the church. Okay. So here's a promotion, like all, all that comes with that and, you know, excited to advance my career. And the one thing that made us pause was this amazing community and this amazing church that we had at the time. That was, mm-hmm. that was the number one, you know, when you write down the list of pros and cons, Yeah, that was, that was number one. Yeah. So when we, when we left that church, uh, moved to Michigan and, you know, we started the search again. And it was, um, it was awful. That's rough. Right. It was just, you know, we had, we had looked around, we had, we had found one that we, we thought, you know, would, would be good for us, um, you know the the statement of faith, the how the service ran, the worship, like all that was very, very similar mm-hmm. um but it just wasn't yeah, it just wasn't for us <laughs> like we didn't we didn't connect with uh, any people um and it was it was just a very, very dry season for us. Mm. And so we'd been going to this, this church that we didn't love Mm -hmm. for, uh, a couple of years. And then we get, we get an email on Friday that said Sunday was going to be the last service. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. (laughs) Unplugged it for (laughs) you. They just completely, (laughs) completely unplugged it. And so, uh, again, we're, we're in the season where we knew that God wanted a good church for us. Right. You know, we asked, we ask God for, um, so many things all the time, but you almost feel like, should you really have to ask for a good church? Like, this is something that, you know, God wants for you. Right. And, um, you know, we were, we were at a point again where we had to start this search and, and we looked and we went to, you know, a couple of different, couple of different churches and we actually ended up at this really small, I would, I would say it's a, it was a country church. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I think it was, it was good. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't everything that we needed, everything that we wanted yeah. in our church. So it was like, it was, it was okay for that, for that period of time. And then, um, and then we came to Virginia. So, uh, when we landed here, we went to, we went to one church and that was, that was the chapel. And again, this was, this was absolutely a, a God thing because at that, at that, um, on that weekend, KJ the youth pastor Mm -hmm. was speaking. And so we had, we had one daughter, our youngest daughter was still with us. She was a, uh, a junior in high school and, and, and she was, she was struggling for sure. Um, moves are always hard on kids. Yeah. Um, and we, we came to that service and, and KJ was speaking and he crushed it of course. Yep and we got done with the service and natalie is like i don't know where you guys are going but i'm going to this church (laughs) and so it was just it was that was that was the end of it and that's cool and we've loved it ever since
2: yeah it's funny you were you know i was just talking to my wife like what would what if we had to move like my work moved me you know Mm -hmm. like and we just had to like basically start over find a church you know so we were having that conversation and I was, I was just telling her like, I would be so sad because yeah. like I would be so bored. I wouldn't have anything <laughs> to do because this church, you know, that I found in Virginia is when we moved here, you know, God has answered so many of my prayer. You know, I prayed, help us to, you know, be fine and re- really be able to pour into a good church. And then I also prayed for the first time, you know, God, help me, please surround me with f- friends who are are men that can uh will help build me in my faith. You know, I specifically prayed those two prayers, and God answered both of them. You know, abundantly. And the you know the church is what if I hadn't have found you know the chapel, I wouldn't have found Men's Alliance because they introduced me. You know, they told me about Men's Alliance. Yeah, and then you know it just snowballed from there. So I was like. You know i was like i'd have to start if i but if i did move, i have to start a tribe but i don't really want to you know i just like being you know it just i would you know i just love there's just i was just saying i I wouldn't have anything to do you know so hopefully god doesn't
0: you know this reminds me of a a devotion from alpha tribe like i think maybe a couple years ago that slick led yeah talking about how and and uh it was it was chief that reminded me of this yeah a couple days ago and it's just a theme here in your story right it's that if things are going bad and you're in a in a, in a dry place you're in a desert spiritually or relationally or whatever like just wait it's gonna change yeah and if you're in a great place yeah. and everything's awesome and you're w- really connected and you've got great family it's gonna change yeah just it's going to change And like i think like that kind of appreciation as we as we go through more of these experiences in life as we get a little older and wiser we realize like everything's for a season
1: that yeah. same thought was shared around the fire last night that you're either coming out of a storm yeah
2: you're in a storm yeah or you're headed towards a storm yeah. it's That's all right. about it's a, it's just That's having right. that perspective i share that a lot with different guys that are going through stuff it's like one of my favorite scriptures i've probably said it before and it said throughout the bible is and it came to pass mm-hmm. you know it's it's usually a preface to a lot of different scriptures and it's like just that one phrase and it came to pass means like like it's everything com- nothing comes to stay mm-hmm. everything comes to pass like like you were saying are you having a good year this year don't worry it's gonna pass you know mm-hmm. are you having a bad year this year it's gonna pass like are you sick it's going to be, well, either it'll pass or you will pass. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's right. So, that's right.
2: Yeah.
1: <sighs> so, you know, I think, um, kind of wrapping it up, if you, if you will just, uh, again, being in a place that's, that's really good. And, you know, sometimes I, I don't even like saying that. Um, but it's, it's where God has us right now. This is where, again, we're just, We're just in a really good place when I think about, uh, my friendships, my health, my finances, like all of those, uh, my marriage is probably better than it's ever been. Uh, even my relationship with, with my kids. So throughout, um, throughout the raising of our kids and, and I, I think I'd said this to you a couple of, a couple of days ago that, that Becky was, was really more of the spiritual leader while the kids were growing up. I traveled quite a bit and and she took that on and um just in the last again couple of couple of years, uh, I feel like I've become a better father to my kids. Even though they're adults, like I I still know that I can, I can be there for them. It's, it looks different than when they were in the house or living with us. Um, but I can still be that, that coach or counselor to them.
0: Yeah. So I think, you know, one of the themes that you've talked about is how through each place you've lived, each church you've been to, um, along the way, God has been, molding you a little bit shaping you a little bit kind of like sanding off he sanding off some of the sharp edges as he does to all of us even though we don't see it at the time as we're going through it there's always a reason there's a reason you went mm-hmm. to omaha there's a reason you went to oregon there's a reason for michigan and, and a reason for virginia everywhere you go is for a reason and god is always working on if you're willing to let him right like if you're if you're willing and like. Like Shadow was saying, it's like you're praying, like, God, bring me a good church, bring mm-hmm. me, um, surround me with strong Christian, uh, male mm-hmm. friendships. You know, I need that right. in this season of life. I think God is always at work to make us better versions of ourselves.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you, you hit a key point in being willing because if, if you're not, God will let you flounder around, right? Yeah. He is yeah. like, you, you have to make, um, you have to make that first move. You have to be um, open to that process, that refining process, if you if you will.
0: Sure. Well, man, I really appreciate your story, and I think, well, I know it's going to resonate with so many men who either also came from a Catholic background, or maybe they're in one right now, and they're they're listening to this in another part of the of the country, and um, and they're they're where you were and they're they're struggling and they're starting to see the differences like you know this picture of you at your kid's baptism and you're reading this statement and you're having this light bulb moment I think that's an important um, moment for every single man where you've got your culture your upbringing your family your tradition and then you're looking at something and you're being confronted with truth and I think um, this is a pivotal moment whether you're or a Catholic, or Jew, or Muslim, or Mormon, or Jehovah's Witness, like anything out there that is similar, they all have a lot of similarities. And then you start to notice these small differences are crucial. The small differences, everything pivots on them. It pivots on our response to Christ's death, burial, and resurrection.
1: And yeah, absolutely. That's, there's you have to respond to that, to that yeah. message.
0: Yeah. And you can't respond through trying to do good works. Right. Um, so I just really appreciate you sharing this story about, you know, from your, your personal side of things and your family and your, your, your life and, uh, and also it's spiritual journey, uh, from Catholicism to Christianity. So, um, you know, and then obviously I take your story and just, play it out right you look at like what god is doing with you right now and you're such an incredible leader in men's alliance and you know you've led charlie tribe and built up leaders there Mm -hmm. and then you uh started hammer tribe Mm -hmm. you're building up leaders there and uh and just through helping other guys launch tribes whether it's in north carolina or pennsylvania or indiana you know and and um, louisiana just all these places where you've you've had an impact in all of these and and we just play this film in reverse right and we see like where it all started yeah on the side of the road on a road trip in oregon so i appreciate you and do
2: you ever think when that happened that you'd be you know doing what you're doing now you know what I mean he he completely knew (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) so we had uh it's it's funny that you asked that because um uh the other week at at the chapel they have first Wednesdays it was yeah it was an amazing night so it's an additional service that they do once a month and at this particular one they had um part of our jail ministry there and sharing what's happening with that and they had um a couple of folks that have recently been released and right. they actually had a couple of that are um, still in, in. inmates yeah. that are still in there. And so here in hearing that story and they also um had part of uh, the chapel in Espanol right. come up and 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 sing a song and it was just it was an incredible, powerful night. Yeah. And after we were finished, Becky and I got in the car and we we're getting ready to head back home. And I just said, in your wildest dreams, yeah. when we were growing up in, in Northern Iowa, could you have ever imagined that we'd be in Central Virginia at a church singing worship songs in Spanish? Yeah. With a bunch of criminals in the room, I know, and, right? and we both just laughed. Laugh it's like, yeah. like, n- no way! Like again, just such, such a God thing. Yeah. Um. There's no, there's no other explanation.
2: Yeah. I love it. Well, as Goose was saying, man, thanks for your leadership. I mean, Men's Alliance wouldn't be the same without you. So appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Awesome. Well, guys, if you're out there and you're listening to this, you know, and you've got any questions uh, for us. You know either about men's alliance or about Thor's story or um, about Catholicism. please uh, shoot us an email to info at men'salliancetribe.com and we look forward to seeing you guys around the fire soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Men's Alliance podcast. Find your tribe at men'salliancetribe.com. Or maybe you're the man to start one in your area and send us your questions or comments to info at mensalliancetribe.com we'd love to hear from you and we look forward to seeing you around the fire soon so uh thor what's what's one of the um better relationship tips and pieces of marriage advice you've got for a guy you know who's been married for how many years 30
1: uh 30 years yeah 30 years and uh, and five kids what's your secret yeah. well this is something that that uh we just started doing and actually i think i got it from our oldest son uh was saying that um him and his wife started kissing for five seconds every day <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, that sounds like fun. Like, I think I could try that. And and so I was getting ready to do it. And I'm like, five seconds just doesn't feel like enough. So I'm like, let's do eight seconds. A little competitive edge there too. Like, Like, oh, you're doing five? You're doing five? We'll We'll do do eight. We'll do eight. So yeah, we started um, every day. Becky and I kiss for eight seconds. And I'm like, eight seconds. Eh, yeah. you know, same as a rodeo. Yeah, so I was gonna say, it's the rodeo. <laughs> so if we can we can do that. So we'll uh we'll we'll tell Alexa to set a timer for eight. Yep. Seconds. You're kidding me. You're <laughs> <set> the timer. <laughs> yeah. Don't till the bell rings. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And
0: this <laughs> is this is helpful. This is working.
1: <laughs> well, it hasn't hurt. So All right. it's, it's, it's pretty good.
0: Dude, I'm uh, I'm going home and telling Carrie we're setting the timer we're doing 10
2: saddle up (laughs) saddle up eight (laughs) seconds
0: that's good